0: Our story waits in Bosnia, in the capital city of Sarajevo. This story sits and waits on the Latin Bridge, exactly where World War I started. The river under the bridge, the Miljacka, plays a symphony, Bosnia's national anthem, as an introduction to our story. This is a love story of a Bosnian man and a South African woman. They met in a thunderstorm. On the desk near my bed is a magic wand. From Bosnia, it contains one secret and one wish. I haven't told the secret to anybody, but today I will. And I haven't used the wish. I've wanted to. I've made wishes in my head and in my heart and in the deepest part of my soul where our secret wishes accumulate. I've picked up this wooden wand. I've held it in my two hands and then, whap, I erase the wish and I drop this wishing stick before it can hear or feel the wish. Why? I think it's human. To possess a wand that will make a wish come true, and not to use it yet, because what if a bigger wish, a greater need comes up, and I've already used the wish for something silly. This wish stick has been within arm's length for almost ten years. This stick is the length of my forearm, made from wood. The beginning part is the thickness of my thumb and it gets thinner to the thickness of my pinky finger. It has ten segments, beautifully carved in wood. Some of these segments are painted in gold, three of them. It shines to this day. The magic wand ends in a point, which looks very much like a bullet. So let me start the story with a bullet. Why was I in Bosnia, travelling? Well, I needed to understand war. In Sarajevo, exactly there. Why? I was born in South Africa. In the year of 1993, the political situation in my country became critical. We had a state of emergency. Nelson Mandela would soon become the first black president after years of white rule. I'm white, and this is an important fact. I was so afraid in 1993. Simply that. I grew up in apartheid South Africa. Now people burned the flag of my country in the streets. We were on the brink of civil war. So the white news stations distracted us with daily updates on the siege of Sarajevo in Bosnia. Why? I don't know, but my news was from Bosnia. To divert my eyes from the riots outside my door where freedom fighters yelled, Amandla, with their fists in the air. This cry means power. Amandla was the freedom cry of the black people of my country. I had the wrong skin colour during this complicated time of change or revolution in South Africa, so I focused on Sarajevo, because the situation over there was much, much worse. From the 5th of April in 1992 to the 28th of February 1996, 6,000 soldiers and 5,500 civilians died in Bosnia. And this is a summary, forgive me if you are Bosnian and you have better information. This is the point of view of an outsider, an outsider who sat in South Africa. The city of Sarajevo is in a valley between two parallel mountains. In these mountains, soldiers waited some of them snipers. For three years, ten months, three weeks, and three days, they cut off Sarajevo from the rest of the world. If you ran between buildings to get food or water, snap, a sniper bullet, dead. The visuals of this in my TV in South Africa in 1992, three and 4, they were gruesome. South Africa did not censor much. I'll stop, you get it. So back to Sarajevo. Sarajevo shot its way to my list of places to visit. Yes, because of the siege of Sarajevo, but also the Bosnian War, and also because this is where World War I started. This war started when a Serbian, Gavrilo Princip, shot Archduke Franz Ferdinand in 1914 next to the Mulyaka River by the Latin Bridge. So let's jump to 2010, I'm sitting with my feet in this Mulyaka River, near the Latin Bridge, thinking about this Serbian and Franz Ferdinand and war, because this is why I'm in Sarajevo. I'm there on a soul-searching quest. I planned this. I'm alone, because pilgrimages are alone journeys. Early that morning, I had sat in the hills Which border the old town. I sat amongst rows and rows and endless symmetrical ice white gravestones. I sat near a grave of somebody born in the same year as I was. I bitterly wept because cheerful orange daylilies grew and flowered everywhere. I wept for Sarajevo and I wept for South Africa. Why South Africa? because I had emigrated and left my country in 1998 to live in Canada. Why? The fear of revolution and war. In 2010 in Sarajevo, war-torn buildings sat in the town, defeated as those those old pieces of the South African flag that lay scattered in the streets of my land. The large sniper bullets marked buildings like permanent marks of smallpox. Those bullet holes shot into my softest soul, where we bury realities that is too hard to even whisper about. Just like I fled from South Africa's pain, I fled Sarajevo's graveyard to the Malyaka, where war began and I pushed my feet into the rushing water to wash off war, revolution, death and dying and loss, loss of life and loss of my country, loss of my South Africa. There is a saying that you surely know about war or revolution. The first victim of a war is innocence. Like in South Africa, this was the first similarity I found to Bosnia. That loss of innocence in the eyes of people. I will always carry this. And the Mulyaka River did not wash that off. Sarajevo is a beautiful place. Green hills on both sides. A river runs through it. The old town is quaint. Streets are cobblestoned with pink marble tiles slapped between rocks. There is a Turkish feel to it, with music playing. I lived in a room in a tiny hostel on Pigeon Square. My hostess didn't like me. She severely disliked me, and not for being the human Audrey, not that, for being a female solo traveller in Bosnia in 2010. Her daughter, who spoke English, said on day two, My mother does not like you. She wants you to leave. You can't travel on your own in Bosnia. It's dangerous. Please don't go out after dark. I knew all of this. Of course I did. But a pilgrimage, I could not explain that to a Bosnian teenager. My reason for being in Sarajevo, I still needed and wanted and demanded an answer on the matter of war. But they were both correct about the dangers of Bosnia. So I came in before dark, every night. Well, almost every night. One special night. I didn't. I went out at midnight. So I travel with you back to the Milyaka, where I sit by this river, day after day. By the river Milyaka I sat down and wept. I begged this river for answers, because its waters had seen death and dying, heard the explosions, carried the tears of mourning townsmen, smelled fear, and tasted blood. The stubborn Milyaka refused to answer the heavens did not every day thunderclouds built up they became dark and angry but it did not rain it only made for a dramatic backdrop for my soul searching for that answer that i wanted from the latin bridge on day 4 lightning struck from the heavens angry lightning Purple-black clouds rolled across the sky. Thunder that shook the earth. Then came rivers of rain. I ran. I ran as only a child of Africa can, afraid of thunder. I reached a narrow alley. I slipped on the pink marble tiles on the road. There was an overhang on a shop there. I found shelter. I leaned against the orange door to escape the massive raindrops that attacked me. Thunderstorm rain falls hard and far and hurts. I fell into a room when my weight against the door forced it open. I tripped over a bright metal bucket. Bells rang as the door opened to announce me. Then my world, and my life changed. The rain and the river, for I think that they worked together and that they were both sick and tired of Audrey's pilgrimage and struggle, that rain and that river washed me right to the magician of Sarajevo, by accident, by necessity, or destiny said a man. It was a Bosnian greeting from somewhere deep at the back. I closed the door and on it sat a massive red clown puppet. Magic. The room was darkish, colourful, playful, Harry Potter-like, filled with colour. I simply walked into a surreal world. My feet walked and then almost ran to the man. Now, the rational, solo-travel Bosnia Audrey, she begged to escape, to immigrate to the thunderstorm and the lightning. The man was on his own, alone. Then he looks up, gestures for me to come closer, and I go willingly, fascinated by the beauty. No, fascinated by the mystery floating, fluttering, and filling his space. I stayed. There were paintings, some complete, some started. Rows of hats of odd shapes, decorated with beads and toys. Open umbrellas, multicolored hanging from the ceiling and sitting on the floor. Life-sized dolls in elaborate antique costumes. Metal locks on tiny painted doors. Glass-stained windows. Trunks, big ones, locked where treasures hide. Extra-large books, open on the floor and on the table. An orange suitcase, filled with odd-shaped glass jars. There were musical instruments, real ones. Shiny flutes, a green violin, a half-sized harp, each with sheet music taped to it, as if somebody would play any minute. There was a miniature writing desk, with a pen. Upright on a large sheet of paper, as if somebody invisible constantly wrote, I bumped against a low table. A glass fell broke. The man laughed. I stood near him by then, as a child, bewildered, scared, no, not that dazzled, I knew, dazzled by the most astonishing combination of magic. A large wooden countertop split our spaces. He stood at the back with a paintbrush held high. Pink paint dripped onto canvas. Three slow drips splashed. Then he spread the paint quickly and expertly, all stroked to the right, to fill a flower box he'd painted in front of a door. He looked at me and winked. He slowly put the paintbrush down He dropped his forearms to the table and held out both his hands with his palms up. They moved closer to me. Then his fingers moved, calling me, capturing me. I sat down, dropped my backpack. I stared at him. He smiled. I leaned in and felt my hands moving towards his. He winked again. His large hands closed around mine, as if safely keeping an injured baby bird. His eyes grabbed mine. He said, You here? it took so long for you to come. I nodded, as if I too believed and knew that we had this arrangement to meet here at this moment. He was a man such as no other I have ever met, more beautiful than any other, with blue eyes, scattered with that pure light only real diamonds make. Picture a romance novel lover. No human writer could ever describe this man. For other than being beautiful, his soul danced from his eyes, and his shoulder, and his smile, and his golden hair, and his paint-covered hands. Beauty danced from his being, from him, human, the magician of Sarajevo. I loved him instantly, and he loved me. No words, smiles. Another wink from him. Then... A wink from me. He took a paintbrush, slowly painted my fingers, one by one in different colors. Then, with a tiny little brush, he painted a house on my arm, as if I had come home to him, as if it was meant to be. He took his time painting and did this in detail. I looked at his paintings. On the floor, the walls, the ceiling, and on the thick wooden table between us. I saw more of his artworks, in the lid of the orange suitcase, on glass jars, on the green violin, on the open umbrellas, on everything magic in that space he had painted. He'd painted the homes of Sarajevo. Hundreds. He painted colourful houses. With flower pots at the front doors and on window sills, colorful, happy homes sat on the banks of the Miljacka River, and they smiled at the Latin Bridge. He had reconstructed Sarajevo, house by house. With the magic he had, he painted away sniper bullet holes, all war-torn buildings, missile damage, all the destruction by war. Simply vanished the entire siege of sarajevo melted away as blue paint mixed with yellow paint and turned green and then became hillsides without a single grave he mixed blood red paint with yellow sun paint and these now sang as orange daylilies in flower pots and on window sills next to pretty houses outside The storm grew angrier and darker. He turned on four magnificent stained glass lamps and poured us some apple tea. Only then we talked. We told each other our story of 1993. Here's Bosnia in pain. My South Africa, in pain. Ours were the same story. The exact same story. Of a country born in, where we ran as barefoot children. We swam in rivers, we climbed the hills, we rolled in the grass, and we got drenched in thunderstorms, unafraid of lightning. Until 1993. Innocence lost for this bosnian man and for me the south african woman but this is also where the similarities in our paths end because the magician of sarajevo he stayed in bosnia i left south africa and i fled to canada i became the ever searching soul i had to take a pilgrimage to find answers about revolution and war yes This is our love story, because here we were, the two of us together, souls captured by a thunderstorm. In his safe space, I confessed my regret about leaving South Africa. A deserter, that's what I am, I said. He said, you are a searcher for truth. Only the brave search. Don't call me brave, I said, I'm not. Oh, you are, he said, I have something for you. He took a magic wand from inside his pocket, where it sat next to his heart, and he held it out as one would hold a sword for somebody who has to go to war. It moved towards me. He folded my fingers around the wand, and then he took golden paint and coloured three places. After a while, I put the gift inside my shirt, where my heart is, and this made him smile. Lightning struck outside. The storm became fierce. This set the stage for what happened next. For then he gave me his horrors, pictures and photos. They were printed, a stack of them, one by one by one. He gave me photos of his house blasted to rubble by a bomb or a missile. Photos of a street, full of dead bodies, of men and women and children and babies blown to pieces. Photos of funerals, rows of coffins, photos of families dragging wounded people to safety. There was so much blood. A photo of rubble in the Milyaka River. Then he compared the photos and the paintings. One by one by one, he showed me the repaired scenes of his house in three colors, of his street, now painted, filled with flowers, and homes with multicolored walls. One by one by one, I packed his photos in my backpack as he surrendered them to me. On that day in Sarajevo, we did not say goodbye. I stood up, and I left. I did not look back. I never saw him again. I do not know his name. I waited till late that night, midnight. Then I walked to the Latin Bridge, alone, slowly, as in a slow funeral procession. I sat down, my feet in the water again. One by one by one, I tore up the photos into tiny little pieces and I fed them to the dark water. The Mulyaka River devoured them, hungry for Sarajevo's sorrows to drown. The magician of Sarajevo's sadnesses, they rushed away, washed away, under that Latin bridge. That bridge knows everything about war. I had to do this at night. For such sadness can only be fed to rivers when stillness comes, when stillness softly weeps. Again, the Milyaka River played that symphony, the Bosnian National Anthem. Today I held the magic wand close to my heart when I remembered this man in Bosnia. And this is what I believe. It's not about the wish. It's about choice. He decided to stay. He is rebuilding Sarajevo. House by house by house. He does this while the Miljacka River sings. And the Latin Bridge promises me a safe journey from one side to the other from the side of South Africa to the side of Canada. My search ended that day in Bosnia. My pilgrimage ended. In Canada, I can now listen to the South African anthem without crying. Near my bed is a magic wand still holding that wonderful wish. It reminds me of that Bosnian man. He made two powerful choices. Number one, to stay and to paint and repaint his beautiful Sarajevo. Number two, to give me his sorrows and his secret pain. After Bosnia, I also made a choice. I now also paint. I paint stories. Word by word by word, one by one by one, it's a gift I have. I had to pilgrimage on my own, all the way to Sarajevo, to meet one man, the magician of Sarajevo. He waited there for me for so long, to end his search and to end his pilgrimage, for in that wand he made space to give me his horrid truths about the war. He locked them in that magic wand for me, for me to have and to hold from that day forward, so that he may paint joy and so that I may paint words. This is the story of our love, a love born in 1993, when we both lost our innocence.